The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. So be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right, new users can bet $1 on Conor McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. While we are all excited for this weekend's premier UFC bout, let's not forget that football is in the midst of their AFC and NFC championship games. So head to the App Store to check out great playoff promotions. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $257. If McGregor wins by first-round knockout, place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to the That's Good Broncos slash Bills podcast. <laughs> got to change the name right now. We got Dan Mitchell back because we are officially his good luck charms. The, the Bills, 2-0 every time Dan's been on the podcast. And now, now, you should have even more Broncos fans on your side this week, Dan, because they're playing the Chiefs. Who we fucking loathe here in Denver. For sure. Um, I saw this map by... Before I get into that, this episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up uh, for the app to take advantage of all of their can't-miss offers. And uh, Dan's on Twitter, at RealDanMitchell. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So first... I want to talk about this map that I saw from CBS Sports. And it went state by state, uh, teams uh, that each state is is rooting for. First thing that jumped out to me was that the, the Chiefs somehow have Colorado and Wyoming rooting for them in this, this weekend's game. The place Josh Allen went to college made an entire state fucking relevant and one of the most heated rivals, the state next next door to Kansas. Kansas tried to sue Colorado for for weed, for people bringing weed into the state. So I don't think we're pulling for anything. And a lot of people will be like, uh, the Chiefs belong to Missouri. Wrong. That thing, that map is wrong. And I'll never trust another map again. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys saw that same stupid thing, I'm guessing. For sure. For sure. Especially Florida. Right. Like, I mean, I understand Tampa's there. I definitely understand that Tampa's there, but I mean, they, they weren't Buccaneers fans until about seven, eight months ago. Let's all be honest with ourselves. I feel like if you're from Buffalo and you're over the age of 65, you have either moved to Florida already, or uh, you have been thinking about it. So I feel like Florida was a huge smack in the face and Wyoming too and Wyoming too. But as far as the Colorado being lamed, 
being named rooting for the Chiefs, I can definitely see your frustration. Mm. That I, I just don't – I don't believe these maps. I, yeah, I don't. I think no. these things are, like, designed uh, – Piss people off. Yeah, designed for engagement. And you see them all the time with, like, every state's, like, most popular fast food franchise. Oh, yeah. And okay. those, like, those rarely line up with, with what you actually see – uh, in your own experience so yeah i think i think these are bullshit and i think cbs uh drummed it up in a lab uh mostly to piss off uh people like you and i brandon well it worked you know like colorado there's not a fucking chance in the world anyone um you know who has any affiliation to the broncos or really uh anti-chiefs anything is going to be reading for kansas city on sunday it's just not going to happen Oh yeah, for sure. And so I'm pretty sure that they labeled Massachusetts as rooting for the Bills. There's there there's no way. No, there's absolutely <laughs> yes, no it's way not happening. That Massachusetts is rooting yeah. Buffalo Bills. Although, do you do you think they're? What do you think the split is on on Patriots fans that are still rooting for Brady versus the ones that don't want to see him do well anymore? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. In fact, one of my buddies, he's a Patriots YouTuber. And I mean, like he just ended up seeing his views go down because I mean, obviously they're not in the playoffs. So like now he's transitioned exclusively to just covering Tom Brady. Like that's the entire thing. But I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess whatever works, right? Really? But I mean, I don't know, split. I mean, I'd probably say 85% to be honest with you. I mean, those guys are just used to winning. I mean, I feel like they just want a taste of it. Right. And they can just gloat saying that they had the best quarterback of all time. And that tasted terrible coming out of my mouth, but truth right i guess mm. uh he's i i think there are better quarterbacks is he the best at winning super bowls sure is he the yeah. best at defying uh biology yeah he's got <laughs> he's got a leap on everybody there whatever yeah. what whatever his dna is constructed of that has allowed him to not fall apart um that should be studied by science that yeah. should be in a lab yeah. And he should become a billionaire selling oh, it through the TB12 method. So I'll so give what him exactly that. are in. And so what exactly are in those TB12 products? We won't know. We won't know. Dropping like no one knows. I know it's not his DNA. Oh, He's no, too no, pompous no. to give out no. that. Too oh, yeah, competitive to give somebody the one thing that's made him good, which oh. is health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, man. And luck. The Ooh. fact that no, not one fucking defensive tackle edge rusher has slipped and fallen on his ankle or knee outside of that one chiefs game it just blows my mind oh yeah i mean so like i mean he just gets love taps man that's lo- that's all he gets <laughs> this, um, i mean you design an offense around getting rid of the ball quickly yeah that, that helps. helps yeah he he has no desire to make a play with his legs and that if you're as a quarterback, it'll keep you healthy for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough losing uh, two of the, you know, great all time non running quarterbacks. And I think Drew Brees and Phillip rivers over the course of a week, I, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm going to miss the stationary quarterbacks a little bit. They're just kind of fun to watch and just like, it's fun to watch, a really shitty athlete still dominate pro football. <laughs> Just carve up. Oh, Josh Allen, like Josh Allen's the fastest guy on the field and Lamar Jackson. And, and it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, last week was nuts. Lamar Jackson goes out with a concussion. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> yeah. goes out with a concussion or neck injury or something. something. And you know, 
Breeze and Brady make it through a game uh, completely, completely fine. I mean, Breeze didn't play fine, but no, (laughs) they made it through. Credit to him. Yeah. What are the who's favored this weekend? I haven't even looked. The Chiefs are. Gotta be the Chiefs. The Chiefs are playing at home. Although there, I doubt there was a line very early in the week just because we didn't know about Mahomes, but. I would venture a guess and say that he is probably going to to play. But I guess that's a question for you, Dan. When you saw, you know, you knew that you already had a spot in the AFC championship as of Saturday night. But, yeah, like what was your your range of emotions there? Watching Patrick Mahomes go out and then you see Chad Henney come in and like – did you want to see like a Kansas City Chiefs without Mahomes or or still rooting for the Browns for an easier path? What was going on there? So, sorry about that, boys. Yeah. So, so what I would like to think about that entire situation was um, it was definitely interesting to see just the giant nads that Andy Reid has, that he's still able to go on ahead and still be able to be, to be efficient on that offense by itself. When Patrick Mahomes went down, I mean, obviously I think every Bills fan we had like a share of mixed emotions being like, oh, okay, say for example, that he's not out of the protocol, then this should be an easy dub going into the Super Bowl. This is great. But then at the same time, we're afraid that if we were to blow past the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl and win the entire thing, then there's just another narrative that's going to be plastered on top of us being like, oh, if Pat Mahomes was there, then this would be an entire different story. Yep. So it was definitely impressive seeing that Andy Reed was able to pull something out of his ass with hen. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I was almost sort of disappointed because going into Arrowhead this week, the chiefs are going to be seeing an entire different team as far as health is concerned, especially from the defensive side of the ball. So like, this sounds so cringe, but, but I mean, I, I want to beat the chiefs at their best exclusively for bragging rights. No, that's, I think that's, that's fair. And I think if, if the bills do beat the chiefs at their best, then they should be favored to win the super bowl. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I just think the AFC is the superior conference. And I think whoever wins this is going to be super bowl champion. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I respect Brady. I respect Rogers. I think it's going to be Rogers who's going to be there. But I mean, I just think the AFC has way more difficult competition, especially this year. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I was thinking about like uh, if um, like the Colts, because the Colts were the last seed in the AFC, right? I feel like they would have been the the third arguably the third best team, maybe second best team in the NFC for this postseason. Like that's how much I think the AFC was better than the NFC this year. Mm-hmm. But Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, no, bears. no bears, or, no bears or Washington football team on the AFC side of the playoffs. No, you're, you're getting a good team every single week. And the, you could argue the Rams were, were pretty good, but like they just, they had an unfortunate injury to their quarterback at the wrong time that was going to hinder them, you know. I still think, like, the Chiefs with Chad Henney are an incredibly tough team. Oh, yeah, like you throw them like like you throw them in the NFC with Chad Henney just leading the team the entire way. I could see him going to the NFC Championship. For yeah, sure. I mean, like, <laughs> it's tough. Obviously, it's tough to play Mahomes, but 
to have yeah. the possibility of losing to Chad Henney in the AFC championship game removed. Uh, that would have been a disaster. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Was it fucking like 2009, maybe Chad Henney with the dolphins. I oh. thought he was going to be the, the dolphins answer at quarterbacks. Like, Hey, this Chad Henney guy, he might be legit. And then the next season was a little worse and then it was bad. And then he's just, he's been a backup, you know, ever since then, but. Oh yeah. It was when Brandon Marshall went to the dolphins, uh, he called Chad Henney, like the best quarterback he'd ever played with. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, like, I mean, honestly with Micah Hyde, he was quoted and this article is still out there saying that Nathan Peterman reminded him of Brett Favre. So, I mean, there's definitely plenty of, <laughs> Terrible cold takes out there, but I mean, when it comes to talking about your teammates, I can see you blowing some smoke up a poor's asses for headlines, you know? Yeah, yeah, it would be it'd be rough to lose to Chad Henney. Um, oh yeah. So I, I think Mahomes would have to be dead uh, not to play. And honestly, like I think the head or neck thing will will be all right. Uh, he has some toe injury too. That might. Yeah, actually... he's also hobbling before yeah. you know before he went out for good. Yeah, so I feel like everyone forgot about that because it's like the first, like the first two quarters. I mean, he was not himself on his feet, but then like just the concussion completely made everyone forget about it. I think that if he's going to be hindered at all, because I see him going through protocol, because I don't recall him ever having a concussion so far in his NFL career, has he? I don't think so. Yeah, no. well, like I mean, from what from the pattern I've seen, it just seems that it takes you a hell of a lot longer to go through concussion protocol the more you have. And I just try and think about last year when Josh Allen got a concussion against the Pats on week four. And like, he got out of protocol the day before we went to go play Tennessee. So like say that I was willing to bet. I mean, there's a snowball's chance in hell that we are about to be playing Chad Henney. (laughs) Yeah. I think you'll only see Henney if something happens to Mahomes, like in this game. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a decent chance I think he doesn't finish the game, but he'll start. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll yeah. happen. They'll postpone. They would have postponed the game by now if he wasn't ready. You <laughs> think the NFL honest. would? <laughs> no. but And they'd have the balls uh, to do that? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they would have faked the COVID outbreak by now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you know, That's their way out of it. Chiefs. Yeah. 52 players test positive for COVID. We have to, we have yeah. to move this game back one more week. And the bellboy at their hotel, <laughs> and the yeah. bellboy at their hotel bringing their bags up, tested positive for COVID, close contact. Oh my god. Yep, shut it down. I saw you. Uh, you posted a video of um, you, it, whether or not you'd let other teams <laughs> date your sister. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about doing a series on there with TikTok. So yeah, you should. That, yeah, I think you should. I was I was watching that, being like, I need all 32. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was like, when are we gonna get to the Broncos? I was like, oh fuck, it's this. We're the video's too short. We're not gonna get to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey man, listen, I'll include the Broncos during part two. So cool. yeah, look at that. Then I'll definitely retweet that shit. <laughs> I might have just liked it out of spite. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, where's my broncos dan <laughs> where's my broncos guys man oh yeah and then and yeah. you did one with like ba- as a bouncer right of 
got teams you would let into the the club or whatever yeah yeah like uh it's a, the bills mafia bandwagon bouncer yeah yeah that's what it was the bills mafia i mean i i love the bills i love bills fans they might actually be the ones that i don't let into the club <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sorry guys i don't property damage no way yeah yeah for property damage i mean no yeah, yeah like honestly like, i mean like i just like sit in my apartment alone all the time. And I'm like, you know what? Like I just start getting like these like really weird and random ideas and I just execute them, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you should start doing those, the short ones on TikTok. Yeah. It's probably yeah. a lot easier to succeed there than any other fucking platform right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The let Bill's mafia be like a, uh, you guys have a million dollar deposit before entering my facility because <laughs> This place will be totaled after you this leave. This will burn to the ground. Um, and so, in fact, I think that, like, like, and so you just gave me my new idea, actually. Oh, good. Trademark. And so I think I'm going to be, like, an insurance adjuster or something like that for, like, someone from Bill's Mafia or something along those lines. Insurance adjuster? <laughs> yeah, like an insurance adjuster. Oh, man, holy hell. Stay tuned. Yeah, like, try, trying to get health insurance when you light yourself on fire every Sunday for yeah. a Bill's game. Yeah, that'd yes. be a really funny thing to shoot when you can have fans back tailgating. And so, like, yeah. you go around as an insurance ingester, uh, and you're uh, adding up, like, what you need <laughs> to charge all these guy? people for their reckless behavior. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. So, oh, a yeah. life insurance adjuster for Bill's Mafia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your premiums just went up by a thousand percent. Oh, I mean, like, do they mark up the the prices of folding tables in in Buffalo? It seems like because I saw a picture uh, you took looking at looking at those like fold out tables. Do they have like an extra supply of those? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, so um, oh, okay, yeah, but from what I remember, like I actually went down to Jacksonville for our first playoff game and they oh. marked them up. Like they were expensive. Like they were yeah. like, really expensive. Uh, but, and so I haven't heard many complaints. I just know that they up their inventory. Let's put it that way. Like they definitely up their inventory. Up their inventory. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That was one of the most boring playoff games of all time. Oh yeah. So. Bills. Yeah. Was that McDermott's first season? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when you know you got the right coach. He gets you to the playoffs. And then the next year, we just committed to the tank. He was like, you know what? Let me just give this city you know, a good taste and let me clean house after. <laughs> Let's go. That's a great idea is you should always tank your second year. Make the playoffs your first year. Yeah. Earn a little trust, a little loyalty. Then you start tanking. Sean McDermott's very, very smart. The art of I the like tank. Yeah. 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 But I saw – um, Go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say the Bills, two and a half point underdogs. The Bucks, three and a half point underdogs. So the experts think the Bills have a better chance to win this weekend than the Buccaneers. That's a little bit surprising. Interesting. Very interesting. So I say, I say the Bills are guaranteed to win based on that. Really? And so, going back to that, hey, and so going back to that map as well, I saw that Nevada wants the Buffalo Bills to win. So, I mean, you know, 
with Vegas. Come on. If Vegas wants it. If Vegas wants the Bills to win, mm. come on. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Let's go to Tampa right now. Who, who do you think is going to win Tampa Packers game? Dude, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be the Packers. And to be honest with you, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I really do. I uh, know that Aaron Rodgers' record against Tom Brady hasn't been ideal the few times that they have played each other. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is just more so on a roll. Um, as much as I love Tampa Bay's weapons, I mean, this is just a shot in the dark, and this is who I want to see make it to the Super Bowl. But I just think on paper, I think um, the Packers are just a better team. Yeah. No, I think that too. It's like if both the, the Bucks and the Packers play, you know, great – near perfect games to their potential the Packers should win a close one uh but never never forget to factor in that Brady's going to get about six to 25 lucky plays oh six is minimum 25 is his playoff luck yeah 25 plays you can't explain by uh talent or uh yeah by talent Uh, yeah And well, I think Antonio Brown's going to be questionable. Not that he's like really played much of a factor. I think uh, that I think that. it's almost better for the Bucks if he's not in there. I think they made a mistake by signing him. Like yeah. the what's that? Tyler Johnson, is that other receiver they have who just plays less with Brown there. Like that dude looks good. And yeah. Tyler yeah. Johnson, uh, he had a touchdown against the Packers, I think, in their first meeting. Yeah. And even uh, Scotty Miller, like. I think you could be just as productive, if not more, with those two guys on the field than trying to get like Antonio Brown more reps. But uh, I, I, mean, I think they I just signed a lot about football. So exclusively off of Brady's word, because I mean, for some reason, those two are just butt buddies. I have no idea why. Yeah, it's uh, weird. It's, it's a weird guy to take under your wing once, as, as somebody who's accomplished as much as Tom has. Yeah. And it, yeah, and they like stick with him through uh, a trillion accusations because they like he brought him in before all that shit happened. Um, after he blew up on the Raiders, but before like any sort of legal stuff happened, but very, yeah. very, very bizarre to like keep him hanging out in the pool house even <laughs> during. Oh yeah, <laughs> so let yeah, him stay. Really and so yeah. let him stay in the same house as his supermodel wife. Come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah and kids. It's like, hey, bro, I'll put you up. You know, hey, bro, I'll put you up in the Motel Six for a bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. No, but I, I, so I know that like the idea of playing Tom Brady, the guy who used to play two times in a year in the Super Bowl, is, has crossed your mind, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Quite a bit too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely understand like. Really, all I want is just for us to make it to the Super Bowl this week. But then say that we are playing Tom Brady. I mean, I think that it this year has been a year of beating narratives that have been surrounded the Bills, right? First, it was, you can't beat Belichick. We did it twice. You can't win the division. We did it. You can't win a playoff game. We did it. You're definitely not making it to the AFC Championship. We did it. So, I mean say that we do face Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, we better win because after that, I feel like all negative narratives that have been clinging to us for the past 20, 25 years will be completely gone. will be clearly the perfect season in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you've also got like this, you know, speaking of Tom Brady's luck, 
Tom Brady just gets to the Super Bowl, he's already like he's already got like a three point uh you know little boost for playing at home. Yeah. Which like yeah. that's the ultimate luck is going to Tampa Bay, you know, the year that they host the Super Bowl, being the first team to play uh mm-hmm. Super Bowl in your home stadium. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know if you thought about this too, and I apologize for bringing it up, but the wide right Super Bowl in nineteen ninety, also yeah. Tampa Bay, yes. Florida. Bro, Definitely. all right. So there's two more narratives that we need to beat, right? Yeah. Brady and the winner is Tyler Bass kicking one straight down the damn middle. Right. That's kind of that, it's kind of that setting would be up. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I think I kind of want to see that now. Honestly, I kind of yeah, want to see right? I want to see that, Buffalo. but but I want I want the game to be like tied at that point. I want it to be yeah. like 30-30. Yeah. There's 3 seconds left. And he gets to do the kick because if yeah. he misses, you can still go into overtime and he gets another shot. Yeah. So if you're behind by like two points and he misses. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah, if Bill's sure, fans because, could survive that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that Super Bowl kick, like a lot of people don't know, like that Super Bowl kick was like a 53 yard attempt. Like, it was long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like you need to be like a damn, Justin Tucker, maybe I said that, you know, like, like, I mean, maybe this is too soon for me to say that after how he played last week, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, like that's a hard kick to make 53 yards, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But honestly, like everyone always talks about like, okay, well the NFL is rigged. Like they're going to like do whatever they can to like fit the best narrative. And like, if I was a part of the rigging squad, right. I'd be like, okay, Brady, we'll give him his seventh ring or Buffalo the city that's been through so much pain, they can win and represent hope that things get better for the year that we just had. Look at that. So, I mean, I feel like the NFL would lean more toward that. Say that I was trying to do like that sort of scenario, but yeah. I mean, there's like, you've got the Packers too, Like getting Aaron Rodgers and the Packers back to the Super Bowl seems like, it would be better for the NFL than the Buccaneers getting there. Even though Tom Brady is there, it's like Packers have a bigger fan base. There's probably more money to be made if the Packers do get there. You're right. If you had, you know, I think in their eyes, maybe if they were going to rig it, it would be, you know, Packers. Well, they would have, they should have done this last year. Packers chiefs for a Super Bowl one rematch. Yes. Uh, but you've got this year's MVP versus former last year's Super Bowl MVP, Rodgers, Mahomes. There's a lot of arguments you can make for rigging it. Uh, there's there's just like, I think we all think that like the rigging thing makes sense in our minds because we almost always end up with a narrative that yeah. would support that 30. But there's so many good narratives to find with like whichever matchup you want to throw out there we kind of just like the outcome happens and then we find the best narrative. Yeah. What's the, and best, there's, there's a ton this year too. What's the best bills uh, Packers narrative. Similar fan bases, small, small town. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Rust Belt Super Bowl, technically a small market team, both of them. But I mean, yeah, I'd say that. That's a weak fun. narrative. Yeah. Wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's yours? What's yours? What's I don't answer? know. I just asked the questions. <laughs> yeah. I just asked. I the just asked okay. them. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, I didn't realize. You're, you're going to buzz us. <laughs> 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 Better come uh, back to you. 
Alex, Alex Trebek. This is just a question for, for Will. Did you realize Billy Turner was playing for the Packers at left tackle? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh. It didn't make me feel great. Um, doesn't make me feel great against the Buccaneers for someone who, who wants to see the Packers win. But uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is just really good at um, <laughs> kind of mitigating the disaster that that probably is most of the time. Yeah, losing your good for him your though. Pro Bowl left tackle. Okay, Dan. Injuries. Beasley limited. He returned. Gabe Davis has some sort of ankle issue. Yeah. Uh, you worried? You worried about any of those guys not being able to, to go? Um. So to be honest with you, I'm a little more nervous about Vernon Butler. He's out. Uh, he's our defensive tackle. He's been super super good for us he like actually hasn't practiced for the past two days like Gabe Davis um like I like really want to be able to create organic pressure on Mahomes because uh he like he crumbles when you get organic pressure on him not so much when you blitz then he just completely torches you up um especially saying for example that he's playing with that injured foot we need all the firing power that we can on our defensive line so we can attempt to slow the bleeding um as as far as Gabe Davis um I would say I'm like somewhat somewhat nervous I mean we do have insurance we did bring up Kenny Stills from the practice squad that's always a possibility he's had the playbook for at least two to three weeks he could be ready but I honestly think he's going to be okay and Beasley's just been limited since the playoffs since he ended up screwing up his knee against the Miami Dolphins last week he looked completely fine so barring any setbacks, I think that we're going to go into this game relatively healthy, but we do have insurance if necessary. Um, really, my biggest concern is like is basically my concern for this entire season is that we can't run the ball. <laughs> we can't we can't run the ball. So I think the game plan from the Chiefs should be uh, relatively lax, right? So. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so like thirty-two yards on the ground last week yep mm-hmm. 30, 30 32 yards well i mean our first, like 20 attempts were passes i'm pretty sure we didn't even attempt to run the ball until the second quarter <laughs> but, hey i mean listen, whatever don't shy away from what you're good at right yeah Stick i think they just need to use josh allen to run like i said last week and the week before like mm-hmm. let him eat up some yards yeah. on plays that are I don't want to say designed, but where there's just that option for him to run if, you know, the throw's not there. And I saw a thing today on Twitter uh, in terms of QBs handling pressure, uh, the four remaining, Josh Allen, number one against uh, while under pressure. Aaron Rodgers was ranked the worst, which surprised me a little bit. But Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the the crazy sort of X factor is you can get after Josh Allen and he's still beating guys, beating teams. And he's got guys. I I saw it both weeks in the playoffs where he's just throwing balls down the sideline and guys are just making incredible catches. And I feel like three of four of those catches, he was just under pressure and he was, it's like a throwaway ball essentially where maybe the guy makes a catch and John Brown came down with two. Gabe yeah. Davis came down with some. So that's that's a luxury, I think, that he has there to, I don't know, 
beat the and there's changer. been ballet going on in the sidelines man those yeah like the Seriously. toe touches man it's been it's been insane just yeah really good receivers um all around uh i think the bills are gonna win do you i think they're gonna win i think patrick Mahomes not 100 percent, and that uh you know gonna affect the chiefs a little bit yeah for sure and so so many people want to talk about that week six matchup but i mean we were so banged up defensively like matt milano wasn't out there same with Edmonds, like he was still battling that shoulder injury he was out there same with trey white uh he was a last minute decision he probably shouldn't have been out there josh oh, allen had a right. separated shoulder same with josh allen he had a separated shoulder we had brian winters on our offensive line hence why uh <laughs> and so hence why we got absolutely destroyed by Jones that game. And Josh Allen was just on his ass the entire time. We have Feliciano back. So um, as, as far as matchups, like I don't see this being determined by 14 plus points. I see this being determined by like, you know, a, a field goal. Yeah. It's going to be close. That, that game was like, that game was terrible weather too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been watching, the weather forecast like a hawk for the past like week or two and it's it's supposed to be raining i think it's like a 40 percent chance but nominal wind but like 48 49 degrees so i mean i'm hoping that that's okay because we played in conditions like that in miami in september minus being 48 degrees of course but uh we did okay that way so i mean as long as there's no wind as long as it's not freezing then i don't know Hopefully the conditions are in our favor. Well, you draft a quarterback with big hands like Josh Allen. That's what I'm exactly. saying. Some claws around that football. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird because both the the Bills and the Packers did not play. They played probably one of their worst games against the team they're playing right now in the the championship yeah. games. Like the Packers ended up losing 38 to 10 to the to the Bucks. And now they got to play them again, and you just went through all the reasons about the, you know, that bills game. And I think yeah. none of that matters for either team. Like oh. it was both were kind of weird games last week for the, for the bucks against the saints and they lost, they got killed twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. Pass yeah, is the pass. pass. <laughs> it's an entire at this point. Exactly. Wait, so um, one question for Dan, too, about this matchup really quick. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had – he probably had his biggest rushing performance of the year against Buffalo. Yeah. I think he's, like – he's probably going to go. Maybe he won't. Do you see the Chiefs trying to replicate that game plan? And do you think you guys are a little better prepared if they, if they try to do that? Um. So, I mean, this is – Definitely an interesting question because what I would say if, if I was in the chief shoes, then yes, 110% because the bills have proven that they can't stop the run, but flipping that side from the bills game plan going into it, a lot of criticism went to our game plan against the chiefs in week six, where we just were obsessed with taking away the deep pass and why not. And we just wanted to essentially invite them to run, but I've been saying that I want to run that exact same game plan because the reason that it didn't work last time was the fact that we didn't have the personnel. We didn't have Matt Milano. We didn't have a healthy Edmonds. 
We didn't have a healthy Trey White. Um, like, honestly, I mean, I hope that they do because I think that if we continue to obsess with taking away the big chunk plays and we just invite them to run, I think we have the personnel to make that strategy effective this well, week. And it like it kind of just worked against the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. And the Ravens got – a. I think they had like a, around 150 rushing yards uh, total. Yeah. But, you know, they scored three Pretty points. Well for the Ravens. <laughs> um, yeah. It, you could argue if it wasn't windy, there would be some field goals that were, that were made, but I still think uh, Buffalo wins that game. And yeah. I think the Ravens are a better rushing team than the chiefs. Yeah. So it's like the bills just had a practice for that shit. And so if the chiefs yeah. try to lean on the run, I agree. I don't think it'll work. Yeah. And here's, yeah. And here's the thing too, is I don't know if it was the game plan that really like that, you know, won the game for the chiefs on offense, when it comes down to it, they scored 26 points and the bills scored 17. You like to think, even though the Bills scored 17 last week, given uh, how much time has passed, you're a little more confident in the bills to hit like 30. But yeah. if someone told you ahead of this game, like, the Chiefs are scoring 26 again. Like, how confident do you feel? Oh, yeah. And so we're going to win. And so I know that our – and so I know our offense hasn't looked at all like it has during, like, those last four weeks of the regular season. But, I mean, when you look at the Colts' defense and when you look at the Ravens' defense and then you look at the Kansas City Chiefs' defense, which is largely in the middle of the pack – I think that we are going to see a rebirth of overall offensive production. So, I mean, if you were to tell me that, that the chiefs are putting up 26 then I'll tell you right now that, yeah. And so we're going to Tampa. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're going to Tampa. No, I agree. Uh, and like, I, I think the, the, the wind last week was a, a big factor for the kicking and the passing game. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised like Josh, I think what I took away from that is Josh Allen has so much arm strength that even when he's throwing into the wind, he's going to overthrow yeah. it. If, if he's off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I think maybe the difference in this game is a special teams play for the bills, but maybe I said that last week too. I don't fucking know. Special teams. Well, hey, was. Listen, would, yeah. And Hey, listen, I would love a turnover. And I mean, that's been the Bills' identity, like defensively, for at least half of the season. Like, yeah, like you can run the ball over us, but I mean, we're going to take the ball away at least once or twice a game. And wow, like last week, like I about had a stroke when that interception happened at the end zone and he took it back for 101 yards. Like, I in, just got my voice back. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm where, where was that in like your in terms of like your football watching life where's that ring yeah so there's a bills backer bar down the road from me so they like have like the tables like super widespread like it's like this huge room that they reserve for us and stuff so me and my dad and uh, about four or five of my buddies that are bills fans as well we just ended up going there and yeah it was a cool experience man we flipped out yeah that was a nice play yeah that was a lot of fun yeah all right. Final prediction. Uh, I say Bills 56, Chiefs 3. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I say Patrick Mahomes throws four interceptions. Uh, Andy Reid just 
reverts to whatever used to happen with the Eagles when they would get to the NFC championship game. Uh, they keep bringing up that he's the only coach to get to host the NFC championship three times in a row, but people forget he only got to the, the Eagles to a Super Bowl one of those times and he already wasted that with the Chiefs. So this is primed for an Andy Reid AFC Choke. championship Choke loss. Sash. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. People are going to, so Chiefs just, fans are going to be embarrassed. And so that's a sincere prediction or like, is it like kind of based off of your hatred? For you know, it's just like, it's mostly hatred right now. <laughs> <It's awesome. clears throat> What's crazy though, if like, as much as I hate the Chiefs, if they got to play the Bucks in the Super Bowl, I'm going to really think about who I'm rooting for in that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm really going to sure. think about that one. Yeah. And I know Broncos fans are going to get pissed at that again, but that's just that's the way of the world. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed at it again. You are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's coming. I respect you for sticking to your guns uh, after a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's like, do, what do I want to, to kill me, right? Uh, yeah. Brain cancer or yeah. rectal cancer. Stop to me, that's the difference between the Chiefs and the Bucks. They're both bad. <laughs> I got to pick one. I'm going to think about which way I want to die. And it's yeah. Probably going to be yeah. the rectal way. And I just got to figure out. Yeah. I was just about to say rectal is the way. <laughs> that, that applies to the chiefs or to the bucks. Not sure yet. Oh, man. Uh, so I've got a theory kind of going that we haven't seen like a crazy shootout in these playoffs. And usually there is uh, at least one. Usually there's at least one. So kind of in my head, I'm looking at it, and the number that's coming up for me is 38 to 35, and then OT in the little parentheses next to the score, wow. it's Buffalo. 38-35. Tyler Bass in, in uh, overtime at the end of the first period. Damn. Damn. Yeah, it was funny because they put out this graphic of all the predictions. I think it was CBS Sports that put it out. And one guy did like some crazy ass prediction saying that it was going to be like 56 to 50 oh, yes. two overtimes. I was like, damn, that's specific. <laughs> <laughs> two overtimes. I also agree with you. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I'd say like 30, 35, 31 bills. As much as I would love to see 56 to three, trust me, I, like nothing would make me happier. Like going back to like when we beat the Raiders, I think it was back in like 93, where like was like 52 to three or something like that. Like, like that was, you know, the most dominating playoff win I think we've ever had. But um, yeah. It'd be nice go. to not have to like stress through one, right? Just yeah, well like- In the second quarter. <laughs> and so I have like a love-hate relationship with the cardiac games like with the high blood pressure games like it's nice to be able to relax when we're up by three scores but i mean like nothing makes me happier than like me you know feeling of crippling anxiety but then like with seconds left to play there's a huge play and we win so i mean like i love that feeling but i hate the way that it's led to it's it's unbearable for most of the game but it's the ones that you like you'll look back on and be like damn I, I love like the way that finished and like it, it was totally worth 59 minutes of absolute hell yeah. yeah it's like the difference between the the broncos 2015 super bowl run and their 98 season 
So yeah. every Broncos game in 2015 was close. Like every single one was just, it felt like a nail biter. Yeah. But when they won their second Super Bowl in a row, like that offense just murdered everybody. Every week, I was just I just knew they were going to win. Same like in 2013 with that offense. Like you just got used to them winning by three touchdowns. And when they didn't, you're like, come on, guys. Come on, come guys. On. <laughs> hey, but, we should start shopping around for offensive coordinators. This is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. All right, everybody, make sure you follow Dan on the social medias, Twitter, YouTube, uh, TikTok. What's your TikTok? It's at Real Dan Mitchell. At Real Dan Mitchell. No man. And good night. Jim Kelly played without an ACL. And good luck. <laughs> the return we have all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. So be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right, new users can bet $1 on Conor McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. While we are all excited for this weekend's premier UFC bout, let's not forget that football is in the midst of their AF and NFC Championship games. So head to the App Store to check out great playoff promotions. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $257. If McGregor wins by first-round knockout, place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.